the first episode thank you so much for downloading so let's do some business first uh come see me perform stand-up comedy live august 2nd through 3rd salt lake city utah september 5th milwaukee wisconsin september 6th chicago illinois september 7th boston massachusetts october 3rd through 5th nashville tennessee november 22nd seattle washington and november 23rd portland oregon very very exciting Okay, we're here, guys. This is it. The first episode of uh, Where My Mom's At, and I'm so excited. And I know some of you are like, where's that deep, bro? Where did it go? Well, I'll tell you where it went. It went, it went away with two kids because <laughs> I used to be smart. I used to read philosophy books. I used to be able to quote uh, things like Nietzsche. And then I have two amazing little life forces just sucking every brain cell and resource out of me. Um, So basically they took over my life and my consciousness, but I've left up all the old That's Deep Bro episodes. I will not be taking those down. Those are on the same YouTube channel as this show, my personal uh, YouTube page, Christina P. And um, you'll see links to that on the Where My Mom's At podcast website, okay? So first of all, this is a show by moms and for moms. Yes, we're gonna have guests, but I really... I mean, the truth of it is, I don't have many cool mom friends. <laughs> and I kind of want you guys, you, you to be my cool mom friend. I feel like the mom world is not very transparent. I feel like I feel like there's a lot of BS around it. Um, and I want to know what really goes on in your, in your world, in my world. So go ahead and email me. Send me your voicemails. Send me your videos to where my mom's at at gmail.com and there's also a phone number you can leave a voicemail please try to make it about one minute or less leave your name where you're from and the number is 213-375-5184 again that's 213-375-5184 and the email is where my mom's at at gmail.com and there's also a website where my mom's at uh, dot com uh so check it out try it out um okay so anyway i'm gonna get into it first of all i just want to share a mom moment with you I um I was alone with my kids this weekend because my husband's out of town as he always is. We're both touring, um, but we take turns staying home. And I decided to get the fuck out of the house because you know what I'm talking about. You love your children, yes, but then I've learned to like heed the call of being annoyed by them and like I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. So. I was driving. Sometimes I just get in my car and I drive. <laughs> We've all been there, right? Where you're like, I don't know. I don't know where to go. I don't know what I want to do. I don't want to do anything productive. I just, I need to. Um, and I went by a Chinese foot massage place. And um, it's in a strip mall near my house. And I went in, not going to lie, a little creepy. But I liked the smell of incense. And there was a lady behind the counter. And I was so desperate to just get like a foot massage or just have somebody take care of me for $25, you know? Um, so she goes, uh, you want a male or a female? And I was like, female. She goes, well, how about a male? And I was like, sure, sold. <laughs> you know how they do that? Like, well, we only have a guy. Okay, um, so his name was Georgie. 
And I, like I said, I'm kind of desperate for just like I get out of the house for an hour. And, um, and Georgie's doing his thing. I'm sitting up. First of all, I don't know why Chinese people don't believe in comfort. I feel like they don't, they don't like being comfortable during their massages because I had to sit upright. And then he's, you know, putting his elbow in my shoulders. And, but it's nice. Like he's doing a really good job. But in the back of my head, I'm like, that's ah, a dude. It's a dude. Is he rubbing his junk against my... Oh, is that a junk press? Oh, is that a junk? I don't know. And at the same time, I'm like, I don't care. I don't care. Someone's touching me nicely. My husband's gone. Like, I'm just so excited that I'm out of the house. And, um, but then I reminded myself because I, I, not to brag, but I am very woke and multicultural and I dated a Chinese guy for four years. And how about that? I'm a cool mom, not a regular mom. And so, um, but I'll tell you what I know about Chinese people, man. Cause I've been, I hung out with the real Chinese peeps, um, yeah, play the fucking cool mom. I'm a fucking cool mom. Before I had children, I had cool mom. Not like a regular mom. Yeah. I'm a cool mom. That's right. I did all kinds of wacky stuff. But I'm telling you this, man. From what I know about the Chinese men and people, they're not the pervert race. Do you know what I'm saying? Like whenever I've seen um, dudes masturbating in public, and I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of homeless men. Um, men on buses masturbating. I saw a guy in a church in Mexico masturbating in the in a pew. Never Chinese. You never see Asian people. <laughs> Is that great for you, Nadav? Do you love this? Yeah, it's, it's really good insight. It's yeah. good insight, and it's kind of true. Am I? Have you ever seen a Chinese guy masturbating in the street? I don't think I've ever seen anyone masturbating. Oh well, you're blessed. Hashtag. Yeah, I guess <laughs> I'm one of the lucky ones. Yeah, no, you gotta be a you gotta be a little blonde girl, but um. So Georgie and I concluded our, I, I eventually began to relax enough to trust him. Uh, at one point, he only, I felt like there was only, he was only rubbing one shoulder. And I was like, what's the other hand doing? You know, it turns out he was doing two hands on one side. So I was like, all right, that's cool. That's cool. But we had a great moment. Jo- Georgie and I had a great massage. And I'm going to go back to this place. So the point being, moms, dads, you know those moments, just find a way to get the F out of the house, even if it's just for an hour, because I came back recharged, um, ready to listen to Baby Shark 500 more times. I came back ready to fight with my toddler over bedtime. It was it was fantastic. You got to take those moments to get the F out for a minute um, and just enjoy your life and enjoy getting a massage from a, a Chinese guy. Okay, here we go. I have a great opening clip. Um this is it. Let's just play this voicemail I got. Time to find out who's the <laughs> worst, worst mom. I don't know if she's the worst. I don't know if she's the I'd say my mom's the worst mom. But, you know, we just joke jokes. Hey, mommies. So my mom fail is my two-and-a-half-year-old daughter one morning woke me up singing Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star into my purple vibrator. So, <laughs> good time. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I've been getting a lot of emails and voicemails like this that apparently um, children love finding your sex toys. So I think we should all get mom and dad drawers. Tom and I have mom and dad drawers where we lock shit up. You put your weed in there. You put your you put your uh, dildos, your cock rings, all that good stuff, right? Let that be a lesson to you, lady. Okay, this next segment I call Mom Brain. I don't have a VO for it, but soon we will because I think that is real. So I have this woman, Jennifer, writes in, Hey, Christina, huge fan here, sending you an OMG, what the hell was I thinking moment. So let's rewind a few years back. 
Me and my friends are out at the Olive Garden. We place our orders. My friend orders the three cheese ravioli. I order the lasagna. Waitress arrives with food, sets down the plates, to which I gasp, oh my God, they gave you way more than three. (laughs) Waitress looks at me, sets down my plate and says, it is three cheese, not three cheese ravioles. (laughs) Oh my God. I totally see myself saying that stuff. So dumb. So stupid. Take me outside. How about that? <laughs> How about that? I'm telling you, man, before I had kids, I was I think my IQ was a lot higher. I think it's just like years of um sleep deprivation, you know? I'm just my brain is in two different people's lives. My life, my husband's life, everybody's life but my own. Oh, okay. So this one, oh, this is great. This is an interesting one. Uh, this is a question. This is what would Christina P. do? What would I do? Which- you got mom questions? <laughs> CP's got mom answers. What would Christina P. do? It's silly. It's just so stupid. Okay, here we go. It says, uh, it says, Christina, I'm so excited for this. Great. Thank you. The more Christina, the better. I agree, guys. I agree. Long story short, this past year, my husband tried to murder me. Okay. <laughs> hmm. I'm not so sure that's a story we should make short, but okay. Do we call her? We should call her. There's no phone number. We're not. Anyways, moving right along. Um, I am now a single mom. My question is, when Tom is out of town, what do you do to keep your sanity? Um, your husband tried to murder you. You know, I've actually gotten a lot of emails like this. <laughs> On That's deep, bro. A lot of people have been um, almost murdered by family members and husbands. That's, that's uh I'd say what you should do right now is uh, put up fencing and cameras. <laughs> um, you got the nest cam. I'd say I would put that up. I mean, the ring up the ring. I mean, dude. Um, okay, but I'll answer your question because I think the, the the question really is how do I how do I deal with um, with my husband being gone when I have kids or or loneliness? So okay, I'll tell you the first part. Um, you know, we have no family, we have no family, so I have to hire help. So I have hired help that comes and helps me take care of my children when my husband's out. Otherwise, I don't know how I would leave the house. I'd be insane. Secondly, I think you're just asking, how do I handle the loneliness of my husband being gone? And you know, I know a lot of women have military husbands or husbands that are, that travel for work. And, um, you know, I think, I think luckily the truth of it is I'm quite a loner. Um, I, I'm an only child. I grew up alone and, uh, I kind of enjoy being alone. I think Tom and I are both loners at heart, which helps. Um, but I do get lonely obviously. So what I do, I, this is so embarrassing, but I watch a lot of Ryan Gosling movies at night. (laughs) I've just admitted to myself that I'm, I'm a middle-aged mom and I enjoy things like, um, romantic movies and I watch them when he's gone. I also take a lot of CBD oil at night. <laughs> I don't, I can't drink anymore because I'm, I'm currently dieting. I'm trying to lose baby weight. Um, but I take that and I spend a lot of time with my kids and that really does help because I'm just really focused on them a lot. Um, I try to meet friends for brunch or stuff and I have a lot of stupid hobbies like i guess i just find interests i think that's really important is finding interests outside of your kids and your husband um 
like right now I'm obsessed with Joe Strummer and the clash. And so like I bought a poster, I had that frame. That's like my project. I'm obsessed with uh, my coffee station and ways to improve that in my bathroom. Um, there you go. I hope that helps. Um, and I hope your next husband doesn't try to murder you because that's a real freaking bummer. Okay. <laughs> that was chilling. Um, okay, mom fails. Let's do some of these. These are so much fun. Let me see. Do we have a song for that or no? Uh, no, we, we, we don't fails. have a specific one. Oh, that's that. fine. Um, I love these, you know, because I feel like Instagram, which I'm on constantly, um, only shows you the good parts of parenting, right? You see those fucking bitches with um, their perfect families and you're like, that ain't real, girl. That ain't real. That's a that's a millisecond of parenting, right? Parenting is 51% awesome. That's someone said to me and it's absolutely true. This next one is from Joanna. This is her mom fail. My kids, seven and three, were playing outside with the hose. I went inside to make lunch and came back to my three-year-old standing at the door, spraying the hose directly into the house. I let out a nice loud, what the fuck, loud enough for all the neighbors to hear. Also, whoopsies. Yeah, of course you did. <laughs> you cannot turn your back for a millisecond. They, um... They do. This is so funny. I let my kids play with the hose constantly like white trash. And uh, yeah, they fuck up everything, man. I let my older son, when he was much younger, play in the sink all the time. He would just stand there and the water would splash all over. And now all the cabinets under the sink are completely warped. The wood is ruined because I'm the laziest mom in the world. And I'm just like, let him play. Who gives a shit? Well, you know, $50,000 later. <laughs> That's why you don't let your kid do anything. I'm such a dope. The second kid is not playing in the sink. Yeah, I let my kid play with shaving cream too. That's a big one in our house. Um, but that I like to do before bath time. You know what I mean? Because then he's all messed up with shaving cream. That's good because you can just hose that off the driveway. Anything that you can hose off the driveway. I got to tell you, the best mom hack I ever did uh, when my kid was like two, you know, that small, 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 I like to get a lawn chair and a box with flour and just let the kid go to town with flour and the hose and all that. Like I said, if it can be hosed off, gives. and I would just sit in the lawn chair and have a beer and watch him fucking do his thing. Okie dokie. Where's that parenting book, huh? Where's that? Where's that? Where's that real mom hack where you just get to sit and drink and watch your kid play with sand or flower that's the best mom toy ever okay here's another mom fail hey christina more than once i didn't take my kids to elementary school because i was having quote dizzy spells i was just tired as fuck another parenting fail is when my kids were little while they played i'd lay on the floor by them using my body to keep the door closed so they couldn't escape <laughs> and i could nap I, I was always tired when they were little. Amen. I always sucked at helping with homework and I lacked patience. They survived. My oldest is 22 years old, married in the Navy. Middle kid is 19 years old, about to start her second year of college at UCF. Very good. And my youngest is getting ready for his junior year of high school. He's in marching band, symphonic orchestra, string orchestra, culinary. Am I saying that word right? Culinary? Culinary. See, my husband just made fun of me. I thought it was culinary. Or <laughs> I'm learning to speak the Queen's English. And the Cambridge Academy. Miracles. Anyway, my name is Jennifer. I'm 44 years old. Been married 23 years and counting. Wow, congratulations. Um, that's hilarious. Yeah, I've, I've not taken Ellis to preschool 
on days when I was just too tired as well. Um, and that's great that you <laughs> using your body so they can't escape. I actually have a playroom with doors. We they came that way with French doors so I can lock them in. And on my laziest mom days, I just put on a movie and we all just stay in one room for hours when mom needs nap. When mom's been at the comedy store too much the night before. I've been getting a lot of submissions from dads. You know, originally I conceived of the show as a as a mom only show, but hey man, mommies, uh, mommies, we don't see gender, so guess what? Dads can be mommies too. So this is a dad fail, which is fantastic. It's now time oh, for how I almost killed my kid this week. Not as in I didn't murder my child, but as in I did something negligent where my child, because I feel like that's a huge part of parenting that nobody admits to also is that you almost inadvertently kill your children. Um, oh, I just did one last night. Ellis, I um, stupidly, I got him bath bombs to put in his tub to make bath time exciting. And, you know, he sees a bunch of anything and he's stoked. And um, next thing I know, the bath bomb is unwrapped and he's like holding it under the faucet barehanded and it's just foaming and burning his skin. I'm like, Jesus Christ, what did I do? I'm so stupid. Like I knew that was coming and then I do it. Anyways, he just flushed toy cars down the toilet this weekend too. So I have to call the plumber. That's going to be a nice $200 venture. Okay. Dad fail. Here we go. This is amazing. This says, uh, um, oh, yeah, this is uh this is the voicemail that came in. Oh yeah. Time. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I was reading that. Okay. Go. Yeah. Yeah. This is great. This is great. All right. So, when my youngest was about a year and a half old, we fell asleep on the couch together, and we lived in a park, and she got out, and it was fall. She didn't have a shirt on. I was asleep, and she was playing in the park by herself, <laughs> and a random family came and knocked on my trailer door and asked me if it was my kid, and it made me feel like the biggest piece of shit to this day. It still makes me feel like shit when it's brought up by my wife. Thanks, mommy. Oh, did you hear that part at the end when it's yeah. when it's brought up by my wife? I just caught that. Wow, that's terrible because I think, listen, both moms and dads, you both at one time almost kill your children. And I think um, the hardest thing in the world is to not constantly throw that up in your spouse's face. Because I Tom, one time Tom was holding Ellis as a baby baby. We're putting him in the bathtub. And I think like his head went back, the baby's head. And he like almost spilled out of Tommy's arms. And we were both like, oh my God, you know, like that was one. I mean, I've almost killed both children. One time I was changing Ellis. He had a quarter in his mouth and he like <coughs> choked on it. I had to pull that out. I've almost dropped Julian a hundred. Like oh, the hard part is not uh, blaming your spouse and bringing it up. So I'm sorry your wife does that. I don't think that's a cool thing because you both almost kill your children on the daily, bro. But that's horrible. The kid's sneaking out. That's my worst fear too. Because um, eventually they can open doors. They figure out those childproof things so fast. Ellis already knows. He's like, what's this shit? Opens the the handle and he lets himself out. I am freaking terrified. Okay. Uh Gosh, now I'm thinking about building more fences for my kids. Jesus fucking Christ. Oh, you know what I bought? I don't even know if this is worth a, a damn. The, it's called GeoBit. They don't sponsor the show or anything. I saw it on Facebook because um, I'm a cool mom. I'm on Facebook. And um, it's like a little GPS tracker. Uh-oh, am I going to get the cool mom drop? Cool oh, no! I'm not like a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. I spend my time really wisely. I'm on Pinterest. I'm on the groups. And... um. 
It's like a little GPS tracker and you can tie it on their shoelace. I don't know. I'm going to try it out and let you guys know how it is because I don't, who the fuck knows if any of that stuff works. I'm sure a kidnapper can just take your, take the, the thing off your kid anyways, but cool. Cool thought. Okay, Christina. <sighs> Haven't slept in four years. Have I mentioned that? Tired. Okay. Um, this one's great. Yeah. Now it's time for a new segment, right? Wait, is this, this is, this is, no, this is a dad fail. Yeah. Well, that first one was a dad fail too, I'd say. True. But, yeah, which one? You know, that one was in the lane of he almost killed his kids. <laughs> but this one's a little different. Okay, which one is this one, mommy? I'm definitely doing this wrong, right? <laughs> I'm definitely doing this wrong is um, those parenting moments where you're like, I definitely, I messed this up. Should have done that one differently. So this is a voicemail, yeah? Yes. Oh, okay, good. This is This is pretty rad. Hey, mommies, this is Hunter up in Minnesota, and I heard you were looking for some mommy fails, and I got a good one for you. So when I was about 10 years old, my dad took my dog to go get put down, and he didn't tell us, and uh, <laughs> turns out he got him put down on Christmas Eve without telling us, and to make things worse... I ended up getting a dog-themed Monopoly board Ugh. that year, and our aunt gave me and my siblings treats Ugh. to give the dog, Ugh. not knowing that dad had him put down the day before without telling us. Oh so, oh, and uh, I also had to shovel his footprints Ugh. in the snow off right before I found out that he died, or that dad went to have him put down without oh, taking us, so... That's one big mommy fail and one damper on Christmas I'll have for the rest of my life. All right, well, keep them high and tight. Love you, mommies. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely not how you explain to the kids that the family pet died. <laughs> right, so that was the wrong way. I mean, what's, what's, what's the, the right, right way? Yeah, I'll tell that? you. I mean, look, I don't know. Fuck, I'll tell you what we just did when FIFO passed. Um, I'll tell you what my parents did first, though. Something similar. I remember I had a a pet bird, and like my it was it, I don't know. One day we put the bird in a box and just drove it to the vet, and then it was gone. Like you have to explain stuff to your kids. I think they need because I think I think what happens when you, you get traumatized, the root of that is like nobody nobody's explaining what's going on, right? So when there's a death in the family, whether it be a human or a pet. You have to, I think, explain to children um, that it's sad, A, that somebody's missing, B, and that we're all sad and it's okay to grieve. And like right now we just tell, we t I, I told him, I didn't explain death because he's three, my, my boy, but I did say that uh, FIFA went to doggy heaven. So that's a place, I, I know, who knows that he's gone and he won't be coming back and we're all very sad. And we all talk about FIFO a lot so that he processes the feel, you know, the, the, the sadness. And um, yeah, sometimes he tells me, where's FIFO? Where's FIFO? He asks me, where's FIFO? And I say, he's in doggy heaven. I go, does that make you sad? Yes, me too. We're sad. We miss FIFO. But I remember the good times. And then we remember a nice memory about FIFO. So I don't know. I mean, we got FIFO's ashes recently and um, I'm not ready to, I don't think I should show that to him because I don't think he can process what, what ashes are, what that is. But, um, but yeah, eventually when he's older, I think definitely just tell your kids stuff, man. Not telling them is the worst. Not explaining is the, that's the death to the soul really. Um, cause feel, you know, everyone's got feelings. You gotta learn. I had to, it took me eight years in therapy to have a feeling. And now that I have them, I have to learn, um, I have to explain it to my kids. Okay. 
This is a, this one's a, what is this? And I'm definitely. Um, this is still, I'm, I'm doing this wrong. <laughs> I'm doing uh, this one is oh, from another dad named George. Oh, I love these dad fails. Okay. Hey, Christina, I was spending a few days with some friends in Charlotte after going to the beach to visit my immediate family with my two-year-old daughter. In normal fashion, I put her down for a nap in the bedroom. I was staying out oh, in the bedroom I was staying in at the time. After settling down, all we could hear from the living room was giggling. Then we walked up to the room. My friend opens the door and Kit Kat goes, it's stinky. He walks in the room and starts laughing. Kit Kat had taken off her diaper, shit in her pack and play, took her diaper off and tried to put all the shit on the bed. <laughs> we all had a laugh and then I have, and wait, sorry. And then I cleaned it up for the next hour and a half. I should have seen this coming because the day before she presented me with a diaper next to my head early in the morning saying diaper change with a big smile. Kids are the best, aren't they, George? Yeah, yeah I know. And yeah, here's something else no one tells you that um, a lot of parenting is just embracing poop all the time. And thankfully, I love poopy, so it's fine. But you're cleaning up poo all the time the other and i'm so used to having poo on my hands now like i wiped up the baby yesterday and there's just green diarrhea on my hands and i'm like oh, there's poop oh, there's another eye infection like it, you just don't even care um but yeah once they start acknowledging that there's poop ellis makes us flush his poop because we're toilet training why like hey i want to see it i want to see your poop oh boy okay Let's do, oh, this is great. Let's close on a lazy mom moment. I, I love lazy mom moments. I feel like, can I tell you my secret that I've learned this last weekend is the lazier you can be. The Look, parenting is a, is a marathon, man. It is a marathon. And I was burning myself out on the first kid trying to do everything right. And now I realized if I can just do it a good enough job, and I can just be as lazy as possible. I'm actually a lot happier because I'm a fuck. I'm a lazy person in in regular life, so I should be. And by that I mean, you know, I do the basics. I brush his teeth and stuff. We do stuff, but I think I was like, we got to go to the park every day. We got to go do an event. We got to do a thing all the time. It's like, uh, 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 okay, here we go. This is my favorite lazy mom moment. This is a voicemail. Hello, uh, this is Tony. I'm calling from Cincinnati, Ohio, and a lazy mom, well, love you guys, by the way, a lazy mom moment for me was when we were sitting next to each other watching TV, and she gets up to go get a drink from the kitchen, and she leaves the TV remote on the table, and she comes back, sits down, realizes she left the remote, and she secretly calls my phone, which my phone's also in the kitchen, and I didn't know. I went up and checked who it was, saw it was her, and I mean, I looked at it, I looked at her. Picked it up while looking at her, and she tells me to bring her the remote. I mean, I was, I mean, I was furious, you know. But I had to respect it. I had to respect her hustle. It was a right. uh, pretty fucking genius. But I mean, I love your love your show. Love everything. Love you guys. You guys are awesome. Have a good day. Uh, thank you. That is amazing, and that is something I can totally see myself doing. <laughs> we do that all the time i don't believe in screaming across the house but if you call me or text me i do respect that and i respect that hustle too that is a awesome lazy mom okay so coming up 
uh, in a moment here. My friend Leanne Kreischer, you know her from Wife of the Party. She will be joining me here. And we're going to get so deep on uh, the mom world, on our moms, and all kinds of wonderful topics. Okay. My first guest is the very lovely, talented podcaster star of Wife of the Party, Leanne Kreischer. I'm, I'm so a mom. Happy. You're right. <laughs> I'm a cool mom. Yeah. I don't dress like a cool mom. Cool mom. <laughs> Not like a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. I'm a cool mom. I'm, I'm the I'm the uncoolest mom. Just to show you, I'm wearing my cool fanny pack <laughs> and I've got my Apple Watch to You're track my fitness. Yeah. yeah. I have a Fitbit because yeah. I'm not as cool <laughs> as you are. There's a Fitbit. It's a Fitbit. Well, okay. I, this is because I want to track my sleep or my lack of well, sleep. Oh, we'll get yeah, into yeah, all yeah, of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, you mentioned that your husband burnt crystals. Yes. Um, he style sucked me and got the same fanny pack. He totally did. What and I F? made a massive fun of him because yeah. he looks like Euro trashy. Yeah, of course. With it on. And his but belly's too big. But he wears it with the Speedo and then you can't even see the Speedo. So I don't understand. And what do you put in that when you have a Speedo on? Really? I don't understand. He walks around with money in it. And I'm oh. like, are you just saying, rob me? Yes. Please rob me. Yes. Not only for the Gucci fanny pack, but yes. for the money in it. He's so stupid. He's out of his mind. And then out he pulls the money out in his Speedo and goes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. That's what I'm talking about. Unbelievable. So uh, this is Leanne Kreischer <laughs> as a podcast, Wife of the Party, which I'm a huge fan of. Thank you. I think you're just killing it. Oh, you're doing a tremendous you. job. If you haven't heard it, go over there. She and her friends talk about real issues in the mom world uh, because you, in my mind, you are a varsity mom. Uh, you know, I was a cheerleader for a long time. Varsity. <laughs> so, yes, I, I think I am a varsity mom. That's right. So you have a 14-year-old girl, a 12-year-old girl, and a 47-year-old male that's correct adult that's correct <laughs> he's 46 he's he'll 46. be 47 okay. in november okay but no yeah. but but you do have two girls yes at 14 and 12 and i've we've known each other i've known them you since the beginning of yeah. your journey into motherhood i think it was right after we'd had georgia oh my or, gosh or yeah i think it was after we had georgia she's yep. 14 so a long time yeah long time yeah. long time i used to go to their house we we both lived down sixth street um, we lived in the the, the worser the worser part um, <laughs> in the rampart division, and I would go up six to visit you guys, yeah. and it would be around bedtime, and it was called naked time. That's right. And the <laughs> naked time started about four o'clock every day. Isla was naked <laughs> from four p.m. until she went to bed. Yeah, not a stitch on. Yeah. Now we can't even look at her shoulders. Yeah. Like she wears an oversized sweatshirt. Isla's twelve. She's, She's twelve. 12. Yeah. yeah. And uh, there's no naked time. She won't even wear a bathing suit. Now she wears um, a bathing suit with a bra oh, under. I don't blame her, yeah. And a rash guard and a board shorts. Yeah. I don't blame her. I went through the same, uh, a similar thing where um, when I started wearing a bra, I would wear like a training bra and then like another layer, an undershirt and then a shirt. Uh -huh. I was very, very embarrassed of breasts yeah. developing. I so. think she is too. And she complains a lot about her shoulders. She's like, I don't want anybody to see my shoulders. Why? What's with the shoulders? I have no idea. So when I buy clothes for her, that has to be like a crew neck. <laughs> and it has the, the sleeves have to go almost to the elbow, preferably to the elbow. But uh -huh. there's no like cap sleeve. There's no tank top happening in her world ever. What? What is that about? Does she? I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. And I haven't really tried to figure it out because yeah. she's so, 
you know, you don't want a kid to feel bad about themselves. No. Or to exacerbate they, they something. They feel bad feeling. enough. They that do. That age is just hard enough. Middle school is. sucks. Oh, my God. Um, and she's happy. She's doing great socially. She's Good. Her weight's fine. There's no problem. It's okay. just that she doesn't want to see her shoulders. I, I get it. I was goth for, like, longer than I should have been. Yeah. <laughs> what, till you were 35? Yeah. Until uh, <laughs> now. And um, I started around that age, 12, 13. Mm. And I would just start, yeah, covering and just, like, don't look at me. I don't want to be, I don't want, I don't want any attention. Yeah, but you looks. had a really not so great mom. And Let's talk about it. No, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Let's back my, it up. My point yes. is I'm an awesome mom, no, so it awesome shouldn't be mom. manifesting no. that. <laughs> no, no, and it's not your fault. See, But see also too, there's who knows what's, it, it may have nothing to do with how your parent did. I don't you know how those kids are. They come out and they are who they are yeah. and it's your job to fuck it up. So let's get into yep. what I heard on your podcast. It was an episode you did about life after children. What was, the, what was it called? I think it was Life After Kids. Okay. I'm pretty sure. And man, can I tell you, if you're a new mom, go ahead and listen to this episode that Leanne did because I listened to it and I just, I I was like, yes, finally, (laughs) somebody is putting words to what I've been feeling for the last three and a half years as a mother. And I think there's such a taboo around Mm -hmm. even having remotely negative feelings around motherhood. Yeah. And it's making me fucking crazy because it doesn't mean that you don't love your children if, God forbid, you have a problem with the role of motherhood every now and then. Yeah, no, it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. And unfortunately, you're made to feel that everything is wrong with you. Right. If you feel that way. And I, you know, I had a hard time finding anybody that felt like that. Um, even to talk to someone openly, you know, we talked to my friend Paula about it, who was like, yes, let's talk about that. Yes. Yeah. But I didn't get that reaction from everybody. <sighs> um, and you know, honestly, I don't think everybody feels the way I felt. You mean not everybody's <laughs> messed up like we are? <laughs> How is this uh, possible? No, I think you're right. I think some women, because I see them on Instagram and on Facebook, there are women who are like, the newborn time is the best time ever. Yeah. I love breastfeeding. I, I did it until they were six. Yeah. And I uh-huh. love, I love this whole, f- I'm into it. And I'm like, I wish I had that. And I, I envy it. And I feel, and I feel less than perfect because of it. And, it, and I beat myself up a lot. Well, that's the bad yeah. part is that you feel less than perfect yeah. because, because you're not. Yeah. You are perfect. You're exactly how you're supposed to be. Especially someone like you who's gone through having your mom and persevered and found a happy life. Then that is what you build parenting on, right? You have to know yourself, I think anyway. You have to know who you are and be really good with who you are to be a good parent. Because if you aren't good with who you are, then it's, somehow it starts bleeding into... parenting you start projecting oh my fuck um preach you know i mean as leanne's a new oprah fuckers listen to this woman yeah you start saying like what does that mean when you you know threw that toy across the room when you go it just means that he's a boy right that's really what it means it's nothing how dare you gender my child like that (laughs) (laughs) right if the person who threw the truck was a boy, then you can say, and if they identify as boy. Thank you for clarifying. Oh, my Lord. Um, but yes, you're right. Is that because that's the problem I'm having right now currently. And when I talk about uh, twice a week in therapy is um, <laughs> you because I feel somehow flawed inherently because of my childhood stuff. Right. Um, I do. I project it onto how I parent 
I, uh, I, I've, I struggle with perfectionism. Mm -hmm. That's my, that's what my therapist says, perfectionism and parenting and motherhood. And that is toxic. Mm -hmm. And it's been my hardest challenge is letting myself be a good enough mom. Have you ever heard that phrase? Mm -hmm. The good enough mother? Yeah. Yeah. So that's a thing in psychology now. They did studies and, um, there's some book out there about Mm -hmm. it that the psychologists say, you just have to be a good enough mom. You don't have to be perfect. Um, and having a little amount of struggle in a kid's life is actually good for them. Yes, it's very good. Yeah. It teaches them coping skills. It gives them an opportunity to learn coping skills. I think another thing that uh, parents, I think, could do better, maybe, myself included, is instead of um, disciplining what's happening to teach the coping skill that caused whatever happened. Oh, And that keeps good. some kind of, that takes some kind of like depth of sight to say, okay, you hit your sister not because you're mean, but you hit your sister because maybe you don't have words to say what you're feeling. So the only thing you know how to do is hit them. So yeah. why don't we parent, hey, what are you feeling right now? How do you feel about that? And why would that make you hit your sister? And now could you not hit your sister? Right. Because <laughs> yeah. my, my boy is three and a half and my, um, my youngest is t- almost 10 months old. And we're having that problem where Ellis will run up and just take the toy out of the baby's hand and smack the baby. Or was it <laughs> and you're just like, oh, man, this one, how do I do that? But that's interesting because now Ellis has words and I can be like, hey, what's going on? What are you feeling? Are you jealous? Yeah. Angry? Anyways, what I really loved about this episode you did with your friends, uh, your friend, is that you referred to motherhood as the dark forest. Yeah. And I heard that and I went, oh, oh, I get that. But explain in your words, what's, what's the dark forest? I felt really lost in that time period. I felt like, because I was a, a writer, I wrote screenplays for a long time, and then I became a mom. And, you know, with Bert, one of us had to kind of be stable. And yep. there's no fucking way Bert's going to be stable. What? So I don't know. No, I'm crazy, right? Are you kidding me? But so, and also, let, let's not forget, I think Bert's career at the time, he had just become a feature act. Yes. So he, he was, was making what? Five, six hundred bucks a week, which is... N- if that, yeah. yeah. So it was rough. Different. It was really rough, yeah. And yeah. I had to work while I was, you know, I worked full time. Um, what were the, you doing? Uh, you're writing? I managed apartment buildings. That's right. I remember that. And so I worked at home. So I mommed <sighs> and worked at the same time. No nanny. Okay. Ooh. Varsity mom. <laughs> it was terrible. Just earned your stripes, bro. Oh, it was so hard. But How the fuck? So you had, at that point, one or two kids. Uh, when you started when the second that. kid came, I got promoted. And so I had to get a nanny. Um, yeah. but she was about a year old when that happened. So until Isla turned about a year, I worked full time with Bert on the road. He was gone, you know, four or five days a week. So I was a single mom four or five days a week with a full-time job. I managed a 39 unit apartment building, had no maintenance man. So it was so all you were, me. You were Schneider going was, from apartment. I was um, did you have a cool intense. tool belt at least? I did. I always, always, yeah. still. Um, but the dark Ugh. forest for me was being Fuck. completely void of self, right? There was no space for self. Right. There's no sleep. Uh, there was no, hey, I just want to have, you know, I want to have a pizza with fucking anchovies <sighs> one time, please. You can't do that because you're not going to order a whole pizza for yourself. You got to order the cheese pizza for the kid, <laughs> you know, I mean, cheese pizza for the next 15 years. Um, but there's just was no space for you to just be a woman or a, a girl even. Especially that first year. Uh-uh. To be clear, I'm in it now. I'd say the first three months are triage. 
you're just yeah. in chaos. Yeah. Five to six months when that baby can sit up. Okay, now I can start taking a breath. Yeah. By one year, I'm like, praise Jesus, we're out of the forest. Yeah. Now that kid's going to start walking and putting everything in his mouth and tearing up my house. And yeah. that's when I that's when I relax, when that baby's a toddler. Uh-huh. And I'm like, great, pretty soon you'll be talking. You're telling me to fuck off. Great. That's the phase right. of motherhood I'm comfortable with. Right. I'm comfortable with rebellion and, and anger and like tearing shit up. Well, it sounds to me like you're <sighs> comfortable with independence. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vulnerability, not so much. Yeah. It's not just vulnerability. I would feel trapped. Oh, I felt trapped. trapped. Yes, I was yes. like, I can't leave. I can't take a walk. <sighs> can't take a I shit. I can't take a shit. <laughs> I can't do anything no. because, you know, I take a shit and my boobs start leaking. Oh. Why? They're not even connected. I don't understand. I, now I'm leaking. Now I got to change my clothes. I have no control over anything. Or have you ever taken a shit while breastfeeding no. your baby? No. <laughs> I hope you were on the toilet. Yeah. It's <laughs> okay, called go. the Milwaukee milkshake. Cool moms. I'm not like so a regular cool. mom. I'm a cool mom. Uh, I don't know if that was cool. That might have been a little, a little that warm. Was not cool. <laughs> a little warm, that one. Yikes. Not cool. Uh, yeah, but yeah. And I think that first year is the adjustment to that life. And here's the here's the the cruelty of nature is that Mother Nature does not dip your toe into losing a sense of identity that bitch goes you're all in yeah here's the fucking deep end of parenthood you've got a newborn which essentially is this thing that can do nothing they can do nothing on their own and you're like you said your whole sense of self you're like who am i yeah i remember when i first had my um ellis i remember driving on on and thinking can i listen to howard stern anymore because i'm a mom now like am i allowed to be who I was before? Am I allowed to make fart jokes? Can I fart into a microphone on this podcast? That's like funny. You know what? I'm, but I'm serious because yeah. I'm like, I'm a nurturer now. I'm this person who gives life and breastfeeds somebody. Like, what does that mean for me? Yeah. It's um, a hard question to answer, I think. I think yeah. a lot of women get, it, it's easy to get lost in that dark forest and, and <sighs> become very depressed. Oh, um, of course. I was it. depressed, but my depression manifests itself as anger. I don't get sad. I get really angry. So I spend a lot of time like <laughs> locked in the bathroom, beating my toilet with the sure. lid to the toilet, you know, just like, I'm going to break the, another one. Bam. Oh, I feel so much better. Okay. Now I can go <laughs> did, parent. Did you have like a supply of toilet lids? I was lids? an apartment manager. I get those lot of things stat, man. I was <laughs> replacing like... them on the reg. I was like, I, I got it. I had to get it out of my body. Yeah. You know, because uh, they... They can't live without you, literally. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. And that's a scary thing, too, to yes. go, okay, this thing cannot actually, I mean, obviously they could. They could buy formula and have someone else raise them, but not really. No. It's not the same. It's not the same. And I think you and I, well, let me get back to this idea, uh, but I think you and I, too, have a little, the gravity of doing a good job mm-hmm. is greater because of the kind of mothers we have. So for people who don't know our, my background, her background, we both had mothers with borderline personality disorder. Um, so that's, it's, it's like neat. It's just a fun thing. It's so cool. (laughs) The skills I learned, bob and weave, bob and weave, bob and weave, bob and weave. I don't know what's coming. I don't know what's coming. Does she love me? Does she hate me? So for those who know, borderline personality disorder, uh, okay. Black and white thinking. Yes. You're either all good or all bad. That's right. Leanne and I would get kicked out of our homes yes. for minor transgressions. Yes. What's something you got kicked out for and abandoned? For? Uh, which time? One time for <laughs> wanting to live with my dad. She didn't uh-huh. talk to me for a year and a half. Cool. 
The second time because I refused to lie to her fourth husband because she was cheating on him with a guy that lived across the hall that wore the leather shorts and the iguana on his shoulder. And I said, no, heaven forbid. I got totally kicked out for that one. In New York City, was homeless for 10 days. Awesome. Wait, what? I have not heard. How old were you? 23. Yeah, it was bad. And then the the third time I was dead to her, um, I got pregnant. (laughs) Oh, my God. Which should be the happiest time in a grandmother's life. Oh, no, it was a betrayal. Right. And she told me, she wrote me an email that was so bad. I printed it out and handed it to Bert's sister, who just bawled. And then Bert read it and bawled. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to keep this email. So if yeah. I ever forget, if I ever <laughs> start thinking, you know, the bouquets are coming again. Because another borderline personality disorder thing is they throw bricks and then they bring you bouquets. Right. So and you're confused so fuck. nice. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, well, she must be a nice person because she bought me this beautiful dozen roses and yeah. brick. Yeah. So I was like, I'm printing this brick out. Yeah. And I'm sitting on this fucker. So forget I don't it. Forget it. <laughs> well, it's it's confusing to have a borderline mom, too, because um, like you said, there's they're not not nobody's all bad. No. There's a She's very charming. Very uh, fun. Mine, too, was yeah. so beautiful. beautiful. Everybody loved her. Mm-hmm. Um, Everybody. My friend. Your mom's so cool. Same. right? She's a cool mom. She's the best. Yeah. Same, same. Yeah. Um, but at home, they're different. And it's like hugging a, a porcupine. Yeah. It's, um, it's scary to grow up that way because you yeah. the foundation that your childhood is built on is complete sand. And so when you start as a parent trying to build on that foundation, you're, you're like, oh, this needs some shoring up. And I'm not really even sure where to start. It, yeah. it's, it's really hard because you don't have a good roadmap. No, and I would I would dare say people that grew up in any level of dysfunction, mm-hmm. whether it be in like a family with an alcoholic, mm-hmm parent or with uh whatever fucking gambling addictions major disability major just like all the yes you know i even heard somebody because she grew up with a deaf parent grew up literally not being heard yeah and so that became an issue for her later in life so if you've grown up that way you don't know what quote-unquote normal healthy parenting looks like no there's no barometer you you, you're starting from ground zero I think you have to, uh, what I kind of did was I had some really great aunts and I had a good friend whose mom was just a rock star and my dad had a really great girlfriend. So I took like, Margie made really good biscuits. I'm going to be, make really good biscuits. My aunt Carol ran her Girl Scout troop for her girls. I think I'm going to do that too. And I just kind of piecemealed from what I observed as a child. But if you don't have that, I don't know how you start. You just read a bunch of books. I've read every book. Like I said, I'm in therapy twice a week. Mm-hmm. I The problem is, too, like, I, everybody was whack. I didn't really have tr- too many great <laughs> things. <laughs> Television? I don't know. Like, I'm I'm kind of pulling from you, quite honestly. Like, oh, yeah. I go, well, Leanne's a good mom. And you know what I like? What I'll tell you, what I like about you is how involved you are with your girls, mm-hmm. how you give a shit how uh, she came in and I go, what are your credits? She goes, wife of the party. And then she goes, softball championships. And then Georgia, Georgia got the silver, <laughs> the Girl Scout. Award. And like, you you know that stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, when I got pregnant, I um, said to Bert, I can't write anymore because I can't do both. That's just not how I work. When I wrote, I wrote six days a week, eight, 10, 12 hours a day. I'm just an immersive person. So I've tried to go back to writing here and there, and it makes me really angry to be interrupted. 
Mm-hmm. And I go, okay, well then what's the priority? Do I fuck my kids up so I can write a screenplay? No. <laughs> 12 that's hours not, a day. Yeah, yeah I'm not yeah, doing yeah. that. Yes. And I can't seem to compartmentalize it to do it in four hours a day. So my, my solution was to start my podcast, which is a creative outlet. And it is stimulating for me, but then it's not that much of a time commitment like writing was for me. So I made the, the conscious decision to put all of that aside to try and be the best mom I could be because it is a short period of time in your life. Yes. And a lot of women can do both. And I think that's really great and admirable. And I did work for the first four years of Isla's life and six years of Georgia's. But once I stopped working, I was like, I'm not one of those moms who my whole life is my kids by any means. But I wanted to make sure that they got to do the things I didn't get to do. Like I didn't get to play sports. Not in my mom's time frame. I didn't get to do Girl Scouts. Come on, Girl Uh, Scouts. I I gotta drive across town to drop you off. Well, my mother thought they were a communist organization. (laughs) I'm sure she did. But in wearing uniforms, marching, singing song. (laughs) Is there ham in vest? (laughs) What is happening? (laughs) No, never. My mother would hate it. Any kind of organized bullshit. Yeah. So, so what you're, okay. So you're saying now that they're a bit older, I think you have a little more breathing room. Yes, I do. I agree. I'm kind of like, for fucking mostly a stay at home mom. Like I, I'm a home a lot. I do, this will take up a couple hours and then I'm just going to go fucking home. Yeah. And, um, but that's the best of both worlds. I really think. I think I'm trying. It was not easy and it's, but whatever. But you mentioned the sense of disappearing self. So in Mm. the dark forest, there is no self. And I know probably there's a lot of women listening right now that are in the dark forest Mm -hmm. and it's terrifying. And you think, am I ever going to come out? And is this ever going to end? And I'm here to tell you that yes, you will get out. There is an end, but bitches, <laughs> you got to sleep train the fuck out of that kid. Yeah, you do have to sleep train. <laughs> sleep deprivation Schedule. is schedule. terrible. I mean, I'm, for me personally, what worked was putting those, get those babies on a schedule, get them on two, three naps a day, whatever they are at their age, and then at night, sleep train those fuckers. Because once that baby's in bed at seven, guess what? Netflix and chill with your hubby, you're drinking a glass of wine, and now you've got some semblance That's of- right order in the house that's yeah. just what i did now some people it's different they co-sleep whatever i don't know what the fuck you do what did you do so what did you do i did the same what did you do i did sleep the same train? thing you did i sleep yeah. trained them yeah. yeah and then when that would get this is the bad part seven o'clock bedtime Ooh, oh yeah. baby sick baby sick ah. no baby not sleeping at seven Ugh. and the then rage. you know stuff oh i'd get so angry and i'd Me be too. like how dare you take my 30 minutes or hour that I have to myself. I get so angry. It's called, it's nap rage. It's funny. I just, <laughs> it's nap rage. yes, I just talked about this with a friend of mine. She goes, oh my God. She's like the expectation of having the nap. And then when they don't nap, oh. the rage that yeah. fills you. Yeah. Rageful. No, rage is the, the one word. hour yeah. that yeah, I yeah, yeah. fucking yeah. wanted. You fuck. I used to go behind him and go, uh, yeah. And I go break the toilet lid, obviously. That was my go-to. I just It was so oh. awesome to watch it shatter. It was just so much relief because I was, that's what I needed. I needed to break yeah. something, yeah. not Isla. No. Just something. I needed something to break in front of me that I, I caused. But can I tell you how long it took me to even admit to having these feelings? Yeah. And in therapy, I'd be like, she, she tried to egg me on. Like, so how does that make you feel when Alice doesn't? I'm like, it's fine. It's good. Whatever. I feel pretty yeah. much like an angel. I feel like there's a halo definitely <laughs> around my head because I am managing the rage. <laughs> oh, yeah. It is uh, hard. No one ever talks about that. No. They, they never talk about it. You know, I think I may have talked about it, that this in uh, the, the podcast with Paula, 
but I felt like it, there was a death. Yes. Like there was a death of self. Yes. Right? So that there should be uh, some grieving allowed. And you're not allowed to be grieveful or sad when you have a newborn because it's a miracle. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. Isn't the and it's a blessing and it's the best thing that's ever happened. And, and how God, could you be so sad? Yeah. And you see the, out, the, the, the People magazine covers whenever a Kardashian has a baby. Baby bliss. Yeah. Number three. Oh, and not only that, God forbid, if you had fertility issues conceiving that baby, now now the double guilt of right but we did ivf for this fucker and now i'm having and now buyer's remorse yeah right like, oh you gotta be yeah i'm a horrible mom i'm a horrible fucking person no it is a shame cycle really yes and shame is shame i think shame is the most destructive feeling yeah. you can have 100 percent. so if you can stop the shame cycle and forgive yourself right for having these negative feelings you come out of the forest faster yes i think it, or at least you can be in the forest and go you know, darkness can be okay. Except <laughs> the darkness. We nap in the darkness. So maybe yes. we just need to like nest for a minute. Maybe yep. we just need to slow it down, you know, and slow it down. And so, something that was really hard for me because of the nature of where I was with working so much is of I course. thought maybe in retrospect, what you're supposed to be doing is healing. Yep. So why are you still trying to get the kid to the park, and oh. do all the laundry and, oh. and make sure there's a five course meal when oh, daddy comes that. home, you yeah. know? Uh, why do you have those expectations on yourself? Maybe your expectation is that you eat, uh -huh. you drink water <laughs> and you sleep and you make sure the baby's alive. And maybe and a shower, maybe. Maybe a shower. Maybe a shit in a shower. Now you're pushing it. <laughs> it's pretty indulgent. Maybe wash your hair. I don't know, that one's <laughs> fucking crazy. Um, and what's interesting too, you're absolutely right, is that it's an adjustment and it is a death. And you do come out of a, the death of the old self and a rebirth of this new identity as a mother. And now you've got to reconcile who you were with who you are. And I got to tell you too, another thing I, I've never heard bitches fucking, because bitches be lying. Ain't nobody keep it real. Miss <laughs> Christina P gonna keep it Catch real. Catch me outside, how about that? How about that? How about that? Catch me outside. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy don't play that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so what, what, oh, I was going to say that the resentment I felt towards my husband oh. when I, when we first had children and here I am rocking that baby at four in the fucking morning, which I don't know how it is that my husband has selective deafness and can sleep through a screaming child. It's a male gender thing. It's a male thing. Oh, I think so uh -huh, too. Yeah, it's, male, it's male. It's the genetic thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Passed out. Meanwhile, when that it. baby cries, I feel it in my uterus. Yeah, same, I feel same. it. It's a throbbing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the baby's crying. And I remember rocking and, and breastfeeding Ellis and the resentment I felt towards my husband of fuck him. He gets to go to Chicago this weekend and, and live as though nothing has changed. And I'm here tethered to this baby. My career is on pause. Me, 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 my, 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 my. And I think after a year or so, of, that was a lot of postpartum depression talking. Let's yeah. be real. Yeah. The hormones are real. That shit is fucking real. It's absolutely real. I'm um, dealing with the death of my mother during my pregnancy, having to deal with my mommy issues. Yes, yes, yes. And then the third part is kind of taking your value, not from the outside world so much, mm -hmm. which I think is when you're an alpha bitch, like we mm -hmm. are, and, you, and you're this worker bee, yep. and then you have a kid and you're like, whoa, wait a minute, I'm not getting that validation of job well done every day. Because taking yeah. care of that baby, nobody at the end of the day is going to be like gold star, kept no. him alive another day. No, and, and <laughs> I think for me, I, I like to see forward progress, right? Of course. Oh, I wrote eight pages today forward progress you know oh i rewrote an entire script forward progress 
I fixed somebody's light fixture in unit 102. Forward pro that doesn't happen really with kids. It it happens, but it happens so slowly yeah. that you're like, yeah. oh my God, another <laughs> day just like yesterday. Another one. Right. And you know, I think that's another thing that, that you're, you're right. You miss that kind of achievement, reward, recognition that happens when you're, I think it's harder too because we had kids older. Oh, I'm old as fuck. By the way, I had you're my second child. You're not old as fuck. For, for motherhood. I was 41 when I gave birth to my second child, 39 when I gave birth to Ellis. So, but, but they call you a geriatric pregnancy. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was geriatric for Isla. I was 35. Right. I mean, eh, whatever. But you had a life. You had yeah. a full career, life, <laughs> marriage, yeah. everything. And then, you, and then everything just goes, stop, and yeah. starts again. I think it's far easier when you have kids right out of college. Yeah, you don't know who you are yet in some ways. And it's hard too to go, I've spent all this time, especially with moms like us, figuring out who I am and what I need. And now you're telling me no. You yeah. can't have that. Oh, it's so crazy. No, you can't, you can't meditate. Sorry, you For have a baby. <laughs> you can't take a walk. Hilarious. You know, working out, oh, good <laughs> luck. Well, that's right? my favorite lie that they fucking tell you is they go, you know what, mom? You gotta take time for you every day. Take time for you. Take right? an hour, two hours, get your nails done. Go <laughs> exercise. Like, I'm sorry, if you know a real mom out there, those bitches, you, you don't, there's no time to go work out. Oh, no. My workout was taking the baby, throwing the baby in the stroller and going to the mall. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what we're gonna do today. Fucking maybe. Yeah, yeah, baby. Maybe I'll eat a hot dog off the ground. Right. Maybe. <laughs> that's the and, and I would cut my calories. And that would be a highlight. And that's yeah, yeah. Like, this dog's dirty. Yeah. Found hot dog. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, yeah. Totally. So it's like, you know, all that's fucking dog. I don't know who started this myth that there's gonna be me time and you're gonna have to do things for you, mom. Not in the beginning. Now, I, I, I think when they get older, you have a bit more time to yourself. I, I imagine once they're in school, you've got a stretch of day. Sort of. I mean, oh, no. well, Don't. sort of, you know, <laughs> I know I was expecting when Isla went to kindergarten, I'd be back to writing. I'd just I would hey. just I'd be able to compartmentalize it as such. And that didn't really happen. Um, part of it was my fault. Part of it, I was like, you know, I wanted her to be in Girl Scouts. So I'll start a Girl Scout troop. So not that that's any big amount of work, but I started doing several things like that. Oh, you know, now I need to go do this errand for Bert. I just, it, the day kind of filled up. And now high school, holy, holy softball team. Oh, no. oh my God. I am driving. Oh. I drove 100 miles in one day. Okay. In one I, day, I'm I gonna, drove 100 miles. I'm going to blow my brains out. So I keep thinking it's going to get easier. I think it gets easier when your kid starts driving, when they're uh, that old. But then I'm full of anxiety because my boys are driving. Exactly. And I'll be like, oh, they're going to die in the car. Exactly. Cool. Great, Leanne. Um, yeah, you're welcome. The dark forest just keeps on going. No, it's not. I don't feel dark like that. I haven't felt dark like that in a long time. So how'd you get out of the forest? For people listening to this, watching us right now, and you're in the forest, what, how's, uh, how do I get out? I think it's a combination of several things. I think it's your hormones rebalancing. Yes. I think it is your kids becoming independent, like you're talking about. As a toddler, you go, it. great, you're going to watch this show for 30 minutes and I'm just going to like do a crossword puzzle. I don't know anything. <laughs> uh, I think it's those two things combined and you adjust. I mean, as human beings, we adjust to things. Yes. And so I think you kind of adjust to this new style, but it is so abrupt. I mean, yeah, you're pregnant. It is the abrupt stuff. And then you're like, yeah. 
bam, everything happens so abruptly. Uh, <laughs> crazy. It's like ripping the Band-Aid off where you're in pain for a few seconds afterwards, oh. and then it kind of calms down. So I think it's just a combination of those things. And finding, for me, I really started feeling better when we moved to where we live now. Yeah. And I found other women who were in the same place I was, who felt similarly and and were open to talk about it. You know, that sounds to me. I mean, that's partially why I'm starting this podcast. I don't really have a cool mom group yet. I think because my kids are so little. Yeah, I'm I well, I can't wait. I'm starting to tr there's trickling in. But to talk to other women and have these conversations that we're having and so that you don't feel so alone in it. Yeah. And I think too, yeah, like you said, the older they get, mm -hmm. you kind of get a little more distance between you and mm -hmm. this helpless, helpless, helpless being. Things chill about a little bit. You get into a schedule. Yes. I find scheduling to be paramount. Uh -huh. I know exactly what's happening when and I know that 7.30 hits. I'm upstairs. I'm doing my own thing. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how people did it without a schedule. Oh. Uh, I got a lot of flack from my in-laws about my schedule oh, with my kids. And now that my sister-in-law has a baby, she's like, schedule. Schedule yeah. is. And I'm like, you can't function oh, without a schedule. At least try. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, okay. Anyway, let me just think if there's anything else I've forgotten with you, Ms. Kreischer. <laughs> okay. All right. Um... No, but I, I, again, just fucking know that it, it, it will chill. You will chill. You will get out of the forest. And, and you know, okay. it, there are times, I think, when women really need help. Like, really need medical help. Oh, yeah, that too. Um, I don't think there is, and there is no reason to be ashamed of that. I really no. think that some people, it, it affects their chemical being to such an extreme uh, way that that they need a chemical to help them manage that time it's yes. postpartum depression it, which is a real thing fucking real and i was going to say too fuck all this stuff about you gotta take your mom time you gotta exercise no no no, no. good good if you have an hour go to a therapist yeah and get on fucking lexapro or, or whatever it yeah. is or whatever yeah. yeah yeah take real care meaningful yeah. care of yourself yeah. and give yourself a break for yeah. not being everything to everybody all Ugh, the time it's a nightmare and give you including to yourself and don't do it all okay uh, but i want to mention which we haven't <laughs> what just for the record and i know we kind of leanne and i are very familiar with one another <laughs> which is why we just go right deep uh for the record we love our children yes um and uh we're assuming that anybody listening to this you obviously love your kids and a lot of people preface these kinds of conversations with we love our children so just had to fucking say it because I don't want to hear the emails and the you don't love me. Yeah, I fucking love them. I would lay down my life for my children. I'd I would... say it's a love hate. It's a love hate. Oh, okay, <laughs> well, Leanne's a bad mom. I'm a perfect mom. No, no, no. Uh, we all love our better. kids, of course. But who? What person on this planet do you love absolutely nah. and perfectly, and they are perfect? Nobody. Not so why pressure, can't you? Sure. Heck oh. no. And so how could you apply that to your children? I know. I agree. It's a relationship like anything it else. It is, absolutely. And they are, should be very okay. different person than oh, you. Oh, for sure. Okay, let's get back to the show. So speaking Sorry. of this, we have segments on this podcast. This next segment is called Mom Fails. Uh-oh. Now it's time for a round of Mom, Mom Fails. The game. <laughs> you love it love it so okay uh mom fails hey man we've all seen those social media posts where moms are doing it right this is a game where we talk about when you get that shit wrong 
So let's do it. We're going to do a round, like a, what are they called? Flash, quick flash rounds? I don't know what this What's is. What's that shit lightning called? Lightning round. Lightning <laughs> round. Oh, God. We're going to do lightning rounds. I'm going to give you my thing and then you do your thing. Okay. okay. All right. Here we go. Laziest mom moment. Oh. Okay. This is my laziest mom moment. My kid was two. Ellis was two. And he was really into playing in the sink. Mm-hmm. And I could not get him out of the sink to eat lunch. Mm-hmm. So I just fed him lunch in the sink. Mm-hmm. And then when he was covered in food, <laughs> I just kind of hosed him off. And then that was his bath for the day. Call it a day. <laughs> Good day. Yeah. Okay, your turn. Okay. So <laughs> I guess Isla was probably two and Georgia was four and they shared a room. And uh, I was in the kitchen cleaning up and they came out and Georgia had um, black faced both of them. <laughs> what? And I was like, what Wait, has with happened? What? With a what? Sharpie. <gasps> <laughs> and I could not deal. So I just told him to go back to bed. <laughs> I don't know if that's lazy or irresponsible or a combination of both, but yeah. So you made them sleep in blackface? Yeah, yeah. With yeah. Sharpie? Yeah, yeah. We dealt with it in the morning. I needed my well, mommy time, okay? I, see, and but I can I tell you something? I would have the exact same reaction. I'd I was like, like what the I, fuck am I going to do? I'm going to give you a 30-minute bath now? No, go back to bed. We'll deal with this in the morning. Let it seep into your pores. How did you get the marker off their faces? I don't remember. It was probably nail polish remover or something. It was no, pretty hard. <laughs> hey, I'm a varsity mom. You got to do what you got to do. I'm a ride or die bitch. I love like, it, dude. I mean, that's bad hilarious yeah i still have pictures i'll send you pictures they weren't totally in blackface but they were pretty blackfaced please send the pictures i'll see if i can find it can we put that on our podcast (laughs) put the picture up as we're doing this segment okay here we go mom fail worst thing you fed your kids oh god i'll go first Uh, a lot of cake lately we've been baking cakes and then he just eats bowls full of cake sometimes before dinner don't care okay go ahead we're not great at the nutrition game. I don't know if you can tell that by Bert's physique, but nutrition is really not super high up on our list. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think one day I counted five meals in a row where they had cheese pizza. That's okay. Well, it's a day and a half. It was yeah. like breakfast, lunch, dinner, breakfast, lunch. Okay, I got to come up with something else. I'm done. Yeah. But pizza's got all your, you've got your grains. Yeah. You got your dairy. Yeah. Fruit. Yeah. Tomatoes considered a fruit. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, a little sugar, I'm sure, in that it's sauce. A little. It's yeah, a little bit. Good job, mom. Okay, uh, worst mom brain moment. Okay, I've, I've, I've forgotten entire conversations with my husband over the last two years. Like, he will be like, oh my God. I've, um, I've forgotten to purchase airline tickets before gigs. Oh my God. <laughs> so I'll spend like $5,000 getting to like Oh, Bert Seattle. does that, but he doesn't have he, a mom, no. right? <laughs> <laughs> He's got something else. Uh, like, maybe. Anyway, what's your, what's your worst mom brain moment? I had, I had, a, I had several running mom brain yeah. moments where, uh, like my daughter's, um, elementary school got out at 1 30 on tuesdays as opposed to three o'clock and i forgot them so many times where i'd go <laughs> oh my god it's tuesday oh my god and i'd be like yeah in the office waiting for me <gasps> sorry I, i've um, done that I've, I've almost i haven't done that one just yet but I, I imagine it's coming oh it's coming because you know you're like in your routine every single day they get out at three and 1 30 it's not like 2 30 <sighs> It's a whole hour and a half early. Ugh. And I just mom brained it. It's totally gone. <laughs> okay. How about, um, I can't believe I left the house like this. <laughs> um, I have left the house 
wearing house slippers and like been in the grocery store by the time I'd realized that I was wearing like full house, just house slippers. I've done that before too. Yeah. 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 That's, I think that's pretty, pretty it, common. Yeah. Pretty common. I do my drop off for my kids every day in my full blown pajamas. No <laughs> bra slippers. What? Like to my dad, <laughs> my dad was just here and he goes, so, um, I love yeah, this. you're gonna, um, you gotta get dressed. And I was like, no, I do this every day. Every day, I don't get out of the car anymore. Yeah. So I just pulled up to the curb. Of course, one day my car died and wouldn't start. And I was standing on Ventura Boulevard and Laurel Canyon in my full blown pajamas. And that day I had chosen to wear my silver wooden clogs. <laughs> and I had no purse. I had my <gasps> cell phone only. And I was like, maybe I should start getting dressed in the morning. But I didn't. I waited there for an hour on the curb. <laughs> I was trying to get people not to park in front of me so the tow truck could get in front of me in my pajamas. Oh, No bra. Yeah. The no bra to me is the deal breaker. I have to wear at least a home bra because yeah. I got big old mom slops. Your moms are bigger than mine. Mine are manageable. Okay. But still not okay, That's but manageable. amazing. I love that you do it fully uh, in your jams. Okay. Guiltiest mom thought you've ever had. Be honest. Guiltiest mom Like, thought? what's the worst thought you've had as a mom and you were like, oh my God, that was terrible. I'm never going to share that with anybody. But share that with me right now. Uh, I, I, I remember thinking one time, I'm not sure I like that kid. <laughs> like, like, I don't, I'm really not sure I like her. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I could be friends with her. And she's my kid. Like, I've had that right. Before. Like, if, if we weren't in this relationship yeah, with mother daughter, I would not be in this relationship. I wouldn't even yeah. hang with you. Wow, yeah. that's a dark one. Yeah. <laughs> but I will not I see which it. child. I'll no. let my children figure that out for themselves. Yeah, no. Let's not do that. Well, I won't no, ask you either. No, no, no. Okay, I've had the thought after having a second child, um, the buyer's remorse uh -huh. of like, what the what have, what have I done? What have I done? Yeah. One was so easy. Oh, we had that conversation <laughs> in the hospital room <laughs> after I delivered Isla. Bert went, what, what were we thinking? And I was like, tell me about it. He said, we had it so good. Georgia was the easiest child that has uh. ever been placed on this planet. And Isla was like, the Tasmanian devil. And and we didn't know that. First so your second one was Tasmanian we, devil. We flipped it. So the first one was the devil, Tasmanian devil. The second one, easy as pie. But I was so traumatized from the first uh -huh. one that I was like, any amount of work became yeah. traumatic for me. And I was like, oh God, oh God. Oh, if I'd had Isla first, there would oh, be no Georgia. No second one. Yeah. No, no, no. I no, know. No, I'm no, such no, an no. idiot because the first one was cray cray and I was like, it'll be fine. And it was, thank God. It was. So you're not an idiot. So I don't know so if. You're pretty wise. Which is worse. Okay. Well, we, anyway, that's a, yeah. So I've had buyer's remorse and I had IVF on the second one. So it was like mm. double mom guilt of uh, like, oh, and I paid for this. That would make me feel guilty. I would, uh, that would yeah. make me feel bad about feeling bad. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what I'm saying. That would make me feel And bad. I did shots and I fucking shot myself Worked in the it. ass with progesterone. Yeah. <laughs> okay. New segment. Here we go. This next segment is called I Almost Killed My Kid. It's now time for How I Almost Killed My Kid This Week. Okay. Now, this isn't in reference to rage killing. This is accidental killing. And I... I follow um, Jenny Mullen. I don't know if you know who she is. Yep. She is a, an author, and she's also Jason Biggs' wife. She's actually a friend. Oh, is she a friend of yours? <laughs> well, tell her to fucking come on this show. Okay. God damn it. I love Jenny Mullen. And this poor girl posted this a while back. And man, I've just been, my heart goes out to her. So this is what she wrote. On Saturday evening, I dropped my son on his head, causing him to fracture his skull oh. and landing him in the ICU. 
I am forever grateful to Lenox Hill downtown and whatever hospital for their immediate response and aid. Thank you to all the nurses, neurologists, pediatricians, residents, cafeteria staff, and brave women that keep the visitors' bathrooms clean. Not sure how this post turned into an Oscars acceptance speech, but Jason Biggs, thank you, thank you, thank God, thank God, thank God. It has been a traumatic week, but Sid is home now, taking things slowly and recovering nicely. He is also eating a lot of chocolate-dipped ice cream cones and plans to try cherry-dipped soon. My heart goes out to all the parents who have or ever will find themselves in this kind of position. You are not alone. And I got to tell you, my honest knee-jerk reaction was to judge her mm-hmm. and go like, what? You dropped your kid on his head? How dare you? Right. And then I'm like, wait a minute. I've almost dropped my kids a few times. Yeah. I've almost fucking killed my kids a few times. Yeah. Who hasn't? I think who hasn't is the right question. Who hasn't? Who hasn't? Right. So I'm going to tell you my moment that I almost killed. Um, well, one time I saw Ellis. He was two years old and he was playing with a quarter. And I saw him playing with it and I should have taken it away from him and I fucking didn't. And I put him on the changing table and he just, boop, pops that quarter <gasps> in his mouth. And I heard it start to go down in his throat. Like, and I was like, ah! we, you know, threw him up and pat him on the back and it oh, came out thankfully. But that's just one of many. Yeah. What yeah. do you got? Well, I, I've tried to kill both my kids, apparently. <laughs> uh, one time I gave Georgia a Subway sandwich in the back seat in a car seat. But she was, you know, she was older. Old enough, yeah. Um, but, you know, she has an open bite, so she can't really bite through a whole sandwich. What is an open her bite? Her jaw, her teeth go like this. They don't oh. go like this. They go like this. So when, when she bites through the sandwich, like the middle stays in the sandwich. <laughs> so she has to bite like really big bites to get a real bite of sandwich. And she started choking while I was driving. And I couldn't get uh, over to the side fast enough to get her out of the car seat. And I finally got it out of her. But I almost killed her there. And then, you know, like I said before, Isla... Um, when I had my back turned, took a turkey neck out of the garbage and started eating it. And I don't know. I don't know. I think a turkey neck, a turkey like neck, a raw, like one? a raw neck. It was like this long. Just, and I was like, OK, oh. she's totally dying of like E. coli or salmonella or something. Raw. Yeah. Raw. Totally raw. Savage. I love yeah. her. She's an awful she's child. She's so great. She was an awful Horrible. Child. She was horrible. Yeah. She tried to kill herself daily. Oh. And I, it was all I could do to keep her alive. Oh, my fucking God. No. OK. Well, I'm thank you for admitting to those moments. And I, <laughs> hopefully that made some of you feel good out there for almost fucking killing your kids. Do you want to, okay, do you want to do cool mom? Okay, let's do this. Let's do cool mom moments. Time to get hip with the kids with cool moms. Okay. So this is um, my attempt to stay relevant. Um, because I don't have access to the outside world because I'm home so much with my children, mm-hmm. I have found that I'm... <laughs> getting into like stuff that kids are into because it's just popular like i started getting into tiktok that app do you yeah, know yeah. what that is i've heard of it but i'm not into it <laughs> i know i'm so behind are you even a cool mom I, <laughs> i'm <laughs> barely yeah um uh, so i'm heading- not like a regular mom i'm a cool mom <laughs> so i'm really into tiktok and i i listen to billy eilish oh, you familiar with her can't handle that's too depressing man really no no can do billy eilish i am hardcore into post malone now Who's I that? Can tell- well, I don't even know who that is. You know who Post Malone is? Oh. Cool not like a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. No, every what? time he comes on the radio, I go, it's my bookie. And turn it up and my kids are like, oh my God, he's me bookie, me bookie. Which is a, a term from Star Wars for all those geeks out there, you know. 
Dude, I didn't realize you were such a cool mom. Post Malone, I'm hardcore into Post Malone. So is this a rapper or just a no, singer? No, he does not call himself a rapper. Okay, okay. He is a singer. Um, he has like a, the Sunflower oh, song a, and okay. uh, the song Wow. And uh, Oh, and, he's got tattoos on his face. Oh, he's amazing. Are you fucking kidding me? No. This guy is No, terrifying. I love that guy. You know why? He's a massive underdog, just like my husband. Oh, okay, yeah. He is, he is. You see? I can see it. He's bird like in the in the he's bird like in his in his thing. This guy's on drugs, Leanne. Is he? You sure you want your kids listening to him? I freaking love his music. I love this guy. I'm <laughs> I am shocked right now. Color me shocked that Leanne Crusher is into this guy. I love him. Okay, now I gotta go listen to his music. Oh, he's awesome. Wow, you're way cooler than me, Mom. I don't know about that. I'm not all TikToked out, you know. Well, bro, I can send you some choice vids. Awesome. My kids are into some other thing they Go do ahead. all the time. That's not TikTok, but something else. Is like, it? Is um, this something? Are, do you allow them on social media? Are they old enough now? They're not on. They're on Instagram. They're not on Facebook or anything okay. like that. Oh, okay. Or Twitter or anything. Oh, it's terrible. Speaking of, this is the, the next segment called uh, "This Generation Is Doomed." Go ahead. Is this generation doomed? These moms think so. I don't know. <laughs> so this segment, there's a lot of great stuff happening in this generation that has never happened in humanity before. Um, I think this is a really compassionate generation. I think this is a very enlightened, open, free generation. Um, also, a lot of bullshit going on. And I think the this is a, an example of some bullshit I saw. Um, yes, I wore my slippers to the fucking grocery store, but I'm a mother of two small children and I was checked out. This fool was wearing them not accidentally, deliberately in the airport, mm. like to board a plane, bro. Yeah. Do not, that's not cool, right? No, that's not cool. I see that all the time too, where there's no, there's no um, separate, there's nothing's important. Yeah. Nothing's important. Even like prom, okay. Georgia had this thing called MORP, which is prom, prom spelled backwards. Mm -hmm. And I was like, so you're going to get dressed up? No. She wore jeans and a Converse tennis shoes. And I'm like, there's nothing's important anymore. But how long right. did you plan for prom when we were oh, young? I mean, ever since I saw the movie Pretty in Pink, I was like, this is going to be totally. the best thing. And of course, it was like the lamest thing ever. It is, but it still differentiates itself from a regular Friday night when you go into the movies. Yeah. But you try and you get your dress yeah. and it's a big deal. And Something you're like, special. You're like, am I going to blow this guy? Or are we going to hook up? <laughs> Why did he get the limo? I'm concerned. <laughs> did you blow your uh, prom date? Did you have sex on prom night? Oh, of of course. Yeah. Yeah. Was I don't know if I blew him, but <laughs> my memory doesn't go back that far. It was a long time ago. Was it a boyfriend or just like a... Boyfriend. A, cool. Yeah, I always had boyfriends. Doing it. I, me too. I wasn't a, a skank. Me neither. I'm monogamy all the way. Me too. I was, yeah. Okay. Brings me to our next segment. Um, speaking of skanks, mom trends. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Let's see what we got in the mom trend. What's trending in mom world? Let's find out. <laughs> so, okay. I read that moms are taking pole dancing lessons and you, yes, just did a full episode. Freaking awesome. Okay, tell me about it. Okay, so here's was my takeaway, right? Go for it. I went there thinking they were going to really teach me how to be a stripper, right? Yeah. I, that's not what happened. You mean you don't have to have a broken child? Like they teach you how to have a broken child. I, I came with that already. And your dad. I, I came with that already. You. Yeah. I don't have daddy issues. Your but dad molested you in the parking You may lot. have to have that to teach. I'm not sure, but, but, um, gotcha. but, um, my takeaway from that was, um, I don't play enough in life. Mm. I felt like I was like climbing trees as a kid. 
like swinging around that pole, I, it oh. triggered that like, oh my God, I used to love to climb trees. Why don't I climb trees? Obviously adults don't walk around climbing trees, but the base of that was play. Interesting. You, you just, it's free physical play. And, um, and that I don't move parts of my body fucking ever. Oh no, I'm There's disconnected ever, entirely. Totally, and yeah. I didn't really realize how disconnected from my physical body I was. Wow. Because you know, after you have a baby, everything changes. Uh, <laughs> not to mention your age. Yeah. And I definitely am not the sex kitten Bert married uh, uh, in any sense of that term, <laughs> physically, emotionally, anything. So <laughs> I was like, you know, I went to this pole dancing class and I came back going, oh, I need to actually get in touch with my body, not in a sexual way, but right. in a physical way. Not like I'm going to go for a jog. That's not what I mean. No. Like. Like after that, I went to the park and climbed a tree, literally. Bert was like, you're crazy. And I was like, I'm gonna see if I can still climb a tree like I did when I was a kid. I lived in and trees. And you could? Oh yeah, I got to the top oh, of the tree. It. Paula ran into me and she was like, what are you doing <laughs> in this tree? And I was like, I just took this pole dancing class. She went, okay, I'm out. I can't listen to anymore. I have no idea what you're talking you about. Friends. But um, no, but here's the thing, but did you, did you, cause I, I would, I would like to get in touch with my physical being as well, but I, the sex, the sexiness, I'm very uncomfortable. Well, I didn't do that. Now oh, she okay. was going, you know, do this. And I, I was like, like mm. I'm not doing that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to do that. And she would rub your ass. And I was like, I'm not doing that either. No. Uh, so maybe I just, <laughs> I didn't participate fully. In Show me your move. Do, do you have one move you can. God, I don't know. You don't have a pole. Hmm. But no, no. Like, one of these, did you learn a hand thing? No. She taught me how to like, how to like uh, crawl across the floor and stuff. But I'm so not shaped in any kind of no. svelte way no. that I saw the playback from it and went, "That's not good." They pl they playback. Well, they Halston, videoed it. Halston videoed it for me. I wanted him to videotape it so oh, we could okay. take clips out of it from the podcast. H hilarious. And I watched it. and I went, "Yeah, I don't need to do that again." But I understand what physically it triggered in me. So like I've. Signed up to start taking rock climbing classes because I forgot how much I love to be physical as wow. a kid to play. I love it. So that's what it did for me. Now, I think some women may find themselves lost or not fulfilled and want to connect sexually or sensually for a different reason, but that's not what it did for me. And actually, for Kirsten, who was on my podcast too, she had the same reaction I did. I don't play enough and I'm not like physically awake enough. Isn't that interesting? And I think, too, that uh, children rob your pussy of his juices. You know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, like, yeah. Yeah. You like, mean the episiotomy scar? Yeah, I got two. two I got two, dude. I have two as well. Yeah. I felt mine for like two years Me post too. each birth. And I was like, you know, it's a little distracting. Yeah. That there's this one spot. It sucks. It sucks, but it goes away. Yeah, eventually my 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 vag is better now after mm -hmm. the second one. Yeah, but it's like children, especially because you're constantly giving and giving as a mom, and then you're like, I don't want to fuck my husband. At the end of the day, you're like, I really, I have to fucking be sexual. Like there are some days you're just not in it. But what I do, I mean, that's what wine is for. <laughs> that's it's a what, lubricant, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's what fucking wine is for, bitches. Right. Because like you do want to be with your husband. You do. Yeah. You should. It's like it's good for you. It's good for the marriage. Yeah. It's good to reconnect with your vag. And it's not going to be like it was down there. No. I, I, at least for me. It's not for know. me either. Unless you have some kind of vaginal rejuvenation that you I'm looking into surgically it. do. <laughs> I am. Are the, you? In Beverly Hills, there's a bitch. But the, I don't know. We'll we'll talk about that later. I might try it. But 
Uh, yeah, it's not the same. Not the same. I did a podcast it. about it. It's called yep. Sex. I'm writing it down. Uh, sex go. is with Kathy and Sam because one of the moms in my neighborhood said, please do a podcast about sex because I feel like it's like number two on my husband's list and it's like number seven on mine. <laughs> and it's not <laughs> like, truth, it's not like I don't want it. I want it at like 430 but by nine, when yeah, the kids tired. are in bed, I'm like, are you kidding me? I know. I am exhausted. And so we talked about that. And I got a lot of heat from it from guys. What? Saying like, you're frigid and you're just frigid women. And I was like, honest to God, mm. I am not frigid. I just am fucking tired. You're not frigid at all. No, you are I'm very S-L-U-T. <laughs> I don't know if I'm an S-L-U-T. Yeah, you're a triple D but. S-L-U-T. No, I know from <laughs> before you, the way, listen, I know I've known you for a million years. Yep. You're definitely not frigid. I no. just, I do think that when two children and the career and the life and a fucking thing, it, it's, it's just not a priority. It's just not for women, but for men yeah. it is. So yes. you have to be cognizant of that. You do. As a woman, you have to say, I need to bump it up at least to number three. Right. And then a man needs to go, well, I can put it at number three and now we're at the same place. Hey, I like it, that. it takes it from both sides because I, I did three parts to this podcast. I did the, the first two were the same two women. And this, the third one was Bert and one of the women's husbands. And he basically said, listen, my libido is the same as it was when I was 18. Oh my God. And I was like, no uh, way. Here's a news flash. Mine ain't. Mm. <laughs> so I don't know. That's where you have a problem reconciling it, right? If he's still 18, well, how and is I'm he? 48. But how does he have kids and the yeah. family and the thing? Well, how does he still? Man, I guess I don't know who these people are. It's because guys are like they're just like sex driven more I than women are. Like my husband is yeah. obviously, but he's not how it was when he was 18. I definitely. I think Bert may be like he was 18. Oh my, well, he's yeah. emotionally He's kinda still kind of 18, 18 yeah. yeah. But, uh, Maybe wow, 12. It's, fa- it's just fascinating. It is fascinating. We're wired a little differently, I guess. The maternal stuff takes priority. And biologically, I mean, we go you to menopause. To. Yeah, We're yeah, not yeah, supposed yeah. to want to procreate after a certain age, yeah. and men can make babies till they die. Right. So it makes sense that biologically they don't have this kind of decline in libido. And it makes sense that we do because we're no longer, that's the, biologically, that's the purpose of sex, number one, is to right. procreate. Right, right, right. Pleasure is a side effect. Right. I guess. But, but for a marriage, I'd say pleasure is the, you got to do number it. Number one. You got to fucking do it. And then also, well, your body doesn't want you to make babies because after, you know, the breastfeeding's supposed to stop. They say that. I don't know. It I've doesn't. Known women. My friend Kathy got pregnant while breastfeeding. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if it yeah, does, but no. nature is like, uh-uh, factory shut for at least a year. Your yeah. body takes a year to recover. Yeah. So you shouldn't be, you know. What, what the fuck cares? Okay, listen. Thank you so much for joining Miss Leanne yeah. Kreischer. Check out her podcast, Wife of the Party. Subscribe. Uh, leave positive reviews. Is there anything else you want to add to this? Anything else you got, Miss Leanne Kreischer? No, but I'm really uh, grateful you had me on. Are you kidding thank me? Thank you. You're my, the first person I thought of. You're a varsity mom, and I adore you. And Aww. thank you so much Same for being here. Same to you, lady. I adore you, too. All right. See you next time on Where My Mom's At. Whoop, whoop.